my life. I, honestly, I tell Kelly all the time, it's the happiest time of my life, actually. It really is. I'm, you know, I get to sit and make music and stuff. I mean, I hate having EMS and all that. It's the biggest drag, but that's not, I won't go into that. Sorry. Here, speak slowly, Kelly. Okay. It's been good. Yeah, I've been painting a lot. And I find that people feel guilty saying that it like they've actually kind of enjoyed that period of time because of the um, time off that they've had. Yeah. I see what you mean. Yeah. In that sense. But, uh, yeah, I don't work with regular job. So I, you know, I don't have a job. job. <laughs> I mean, to make rock and roll. You weren't touring a lot before the pandemic happened anyway. Have the past two years had a meaningful impact on your life? You know, yeah. Yes. You know, but uh, it, it sucks because like, you know, Derek, our, you know, Derek all said his wife, Moved away because it was hard to get up. Keep they've had a they had been renting for 10, 20 years. This place was couldn't keep doing it. They've been promised her mom's got a huge farm. I mean, acres and acres. Anyway, so they moved there, and that sucks. So, love hanging out with them, you know, mm-hmm. making music, making music with them. And, uh, so they're in the, they're still in the band. We just you know we're gonna make it like. We're doing now, you know. I mean, just it's just yeah, just want to hang out, you know. Like that, but I'm fifty. I'm fifty, so it's like, you know, hey. I just mean like, you know, my and Robert Schneider and his wife just moved away. Away, they came here to hang out. Bill and I make records. Bill went to the mountains. Well, Robert's been gone for a long time, right? No, he left a few days ago. A week or two. I mean, yeah, he was he was here from, you know, is it what you mean? Sorry, wasn't he in like uh, Colorado for a long time? Oh, he moved. To, he moved to he went to Kentucky, and then he moved to Athens like five years ago. Maybe. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. <clears throat> because um, Bill was in Athens as well in Syria, and and Olivia Trigger Control. You know, so they toured more. Um. Do you make music? I don't. I, I tried for a long time. It's a it's a thing that I'm very bad at. That's cool. I mean, I, I just thought, whatever I'm around, I mean, it's the DIY aspect, you know, it's like, can you bang on this thing for five minutes? Yeah, cool. We'll you do that and I'll do this and we'll put that on track. And yeah, I mean, noises. So I'm just curious. I would be more than happy to lend you my very mediocre talents, but I know like every time I've been around people from your scene it's very intimidating because it seems like everybody can play like 50 instruments <laughs> well i mean that's not me that's you know it's gonna be scott scott's played and then t- trumpet for years since uh, the high school i think I, you know, I did not go to high school with him I, know that, you know. I think there's a thing that happens when you go through like a, a very serious health struggle like the one that you've been dealing with for some time now where you like you start thinking about these things that you don't in, the, in a way that you don't when you're younger and you feel invincible i think you're right yeah you're, you are right actually well they did the ms really just yeah, that that's is that what you've been or maybe not but maybe but yeah <clears throat> yeah <clears throat> i can manage it it's pretty good but it's but it's bad too so when kelly first met me she was like oh, man, the room you know i had all my rec- records you know I, I was set up nicely when we played one record you know it was in that sort of thing now you know and 10 years ago, whenever I got this, I said, you know, I, I'm stepping over my, some of my favorite albums, cracking them in half, because I feel so bad. I, you know, not mad at them, just, I don't fucking give, you know, I didn't, you know, that sort of thing. You were angry because of the diagnosis? 
well, I just, I just didn't give a fuck because I wanted to stomp, stomp. I was just like, this shit. I'm just, I'm not doing this. That's me. It just hurt. Anyway, it hurt so bad that, yeah. And uh, it's, I'm managing it now. It's, it's hard to, it's hard to imagine if you, you know, I, I was good about keeping up with the stuff and enjoying it. But now it's, you know, it's a little different. I just look stuff up from the situation on YouTube and not feel bad because I know about their own. I know about their own. I guess it's been, you know, nine years since we, we had our last conversation. And, and it sounds like you probably had been diagnosed not long before that. But you seem to be, too, I mean, it's obviously it's hard to tell over, over a virtual call, but you seem to be doing well. Yeah, I'm, I'm really good now. I've gotten under control a lot more. And uh, I, was, I still have to do shots. You know, they've given, I do it oral medicine now. So, so much better. Obviously. It was hard for us to keep keep the shots and stuff on in on ice and make sure that I do it two times a day. You know, shoot up the serum or whatever. But uh, in the in between, whatever between the years in between, you know, we have pills you can take. I'm switching a little bit. I go like that. I switch. <laughs> Get me Kelly's. They're Pfizer or something. She's like it would be like two thousand dollars a month for each. Like for these, and then we get free from incredible healthcare system. <laughs> when you say you have it under control, what does that mean? I'm, ta- I'm taking those pills that, that make it so that I don't get any more, hopefully, have symptoms and stuff. That, But I have, um, I forget the names of them, but like I have this, all this, like neck and all this, but it numbs that or whatever. You know, I take that twice a day. But I didn't have, I didn't have the same one <clears throat> with the doctor had me on something else, and he was like, Pfizer, whatever, they, you're not going to be able to get it for free anymore. But I'm on some good stuff now. That helps. I'm always curious when somebody is, you know, dealing with something that is, you know, that is chronic and that is lifelong, can you go for a day and not think about it, or is it always just kind of there? No. Yeah, it's okay, you know, but no, it's, yeah, it's, uh, you know, as soon as that met the meds from earlier today, I get it twice. See, when they start wearing off, I mean, I know. I can feel it. You know, take your pills, dummy. Yeah. So you, you know. My grandmother had it. She had it the entire time I knew her and, and sometime before that. And, and it's something that. Did you walk? Yeah. And she was, well, she was very, she was very cognizant of it because she had been a good artist earlier in life. You know, she, she was great. She was great at drawing and painting. And when something like that impacts your, your motor skills, it's, that's, yeah. that's hard to hear. Yeah. I mean, you have to change your, what you're doing into a different thing. I try to do. It's always like, I mean, you know, if you were painting, whatever, try to, I don't know, if, you know, she liked minimal. You see what I mean? Like, I can mm-hmm. only do this. So you got to switch what you're doing. But, you know, if she landscapes, then maybe she can't do it anymore. She didn't make a living doing it. So it wasn't, you know, obviously it was very sad, but it wasn't, it wasn't a hit to her livelihood. But you, I mean, painting is such a big part of what you do. And yeah. it sounds like you're still pretty actively painting. I am, yeah. I'm, I'm, I draw more because it's not as messy. It's really the case. I mean, yeah. But I've been really getting, because you see some stuff on, um, getting into to it again. It, <laughs> uh, well, Kelly bought this house. I'm too bad at putting things in. Anyway, the room I'm in now is one that we had rented out to people, like uh, the one that we rent out to a guest, you know. But it's like, you know, I was the one. But 
it's got a ceiling fan. It's got, you know, uh, it's not what they call it. So it's sealed and stuff. It's not, you know, it's really nice in there. So it's a studio down here. And it's nice. Big, you know, I mean, windows to look out of. It's really cool. Did you say that you had found a way to basically change your technique? Yeah, that's what that's what I would. I mean, in that, if I was or, or that kind of sort of thing, it's like you know, look at it, try to look at it in, in a different way. Like I'll be more minimal. You know, it's like it's the same thing I try to do with bands. I mean, you're, it's like calm, slow down. <laughs> okay, <clears throat> George Martin said to the Beatles or whatever. It was on the Beach Boys documentary, but he's like, you know, good groups uh, take what they've learned and add some stuff. You know, you know, add thing. You know, Beach Boys Day. You know, some members of the band Beach Boys didn't say it directly. Yeah, I would say one in particular wasn't wasn't especially psyched with the direction they went in. Yeah, you know, but then when when they did put it out, and he wanted the money. Of course, he you act, you know, when it actually came up physically, actually came up. just you know, for I mean, for years, I was fucking obsessed with it so much because I just I don't know, I just found it so fascinating. I remember. I worked at KLPI. It's a, it's a radio station, Louisiana Tech University. For, I went to college for one year, but anyway. So they had to in, in high school, I called them up and said, you know, can I go, I don't want to have any friends. Can I come work with them? Yeah, come and come check it out. So I became you know, a station member or whatever when I was 16, 17. It was really fun, you know. And they had a huge live back, back catalog, you know. <clears throat> and so Beach Boys, so... Uh, that's when Robert turned me on to Pet Sounds. I mean, I've just heard it. You know, I'd heard a couple songs in my life before. But it, you know, blew me away. Well, they had some reissues from the, in this from the 70s. And, they were, and I was like, hey, they Pet Sounds was something. It was a double album. Pet Sounds was almost a smiley smile and friends or something. So I took that home. And, and, and the things that I'd read about Smile, just, you know, so exciting! Brian was really, you know, in the ne- in our next project, uh, I don't want to do the same thing either, you know. So I'm going to do calling it smile, make it making it more fun, and, you know, zany. But it's, it's not. But you know, what really gets people is how radically different it is from what what you think the Beach Boys are until you have that moment, yeah. until you dig deeper. No, it's true. Thank you. It's true because I get Jeff was the Mangum was like. Maybe he, probably just because I play can't talk to my constantly, you know. <clears throat> but then you know he started getting into modern bands, you know. So Royal Trucks and I mean I loved the Fall Party. But I bought a compilation, the Sonic Youth and Fall, or something else, you know. It, I bought it at the mall. It was a real thing, you know. What I mean, anyway. But yeah, the, the fall song. Uh, it just doesn't. They had some in the station when I went. I was like, yes, I really fucking love. I love fall. I got into them then. Sixteen, seventeen. I was like, anyway. <clears throat> but that's kind of trail off. <laughs> I was later. It was. It wasn't until I actually got to college. So I was of college age. But I had a very similar experience. I, I was in. I was into music. But I. I was in Santa Cruz. I worked at the college radio station for four years. And I think that's something that people like younger people this makes you sound old but something that younger people don't really 
can't really appreciate in the same way is how valuable that experience was before Spotify. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yes. I don't see, I can't even compare. I don't, wouldn't know. I don't, I know something. I know it's Spotify. Is it? I don't don't do all that, but yeah, you're right. That's, There were very few instances in life where you, where you had virtually unlimited access to music. Yeah, it's very true. I mean, so it was. There's a mystery of what you know, of how great something would be. You know, like you know, Jeff and I would be like, "What? I mean, how's, what is that? Gonna, what would that be sounding like?" You know, <clears throat> you know, that sort of thing. Something that wasn't at the station, obviously. Pussy or you know, I mean, some <clears throat> some bands. That, so I, I got kind of more into like heavier rock kind of shit that was around then yeah, as well. Yeah. The first person that comes to mind is is like Captain Beefheart or something. And j- just the mystery around only being able to interact with a piece of music based on the liner notes or, or the artwork. You know, just because of the way social media and the internet exists now, it, it can't really function in that same way. Yeah, I mean, because everybody's totally heard about Child Bass for example, good on you know, And also, I, I assume that if Don Van Vliet was making music now, like we would know everything about him, right? Because he would be on Instagram talking about his life all the time. I don't think so. No, I, mean, I don't actually. Um, well, I guess maybe he would be for promotion. Sure. He'd have to be. I'm not saying it's impossible. There are a few people, but it, it's very difficult to, to sort of recreate that air of mystery now. Yeah, true. Does Jeff do that? I think he does, but I think a, a big part of it is because a lot of that that predates what what we're talking about now. We both know that there is there's some mystique around him and what he does, and it. I think it's because he because you know all of you sort of came up at, at a time that was before social media, and I mean he's the best example in the collective. But I, but I think there was a, probably a little bit of that for all of you. In the way that for you, you know, Olivia Tremor Control at the time chose to sort of present itself to the world. Yeah. I do think that there was some mystique to that. Yeah, thanks. Well, I mean, the way I mean, the way I looked at it then was like, when we first started, it was, it was grunge, you know, I mean, whatever it was, you know, call, I mean, call your, you know, call your band some heavy machines, get a piece of machinery, you know, I mean, that's sort of, yeah. <laughs> We're going to come and do our flower. Not flower, but yeah, we're gonna come in with it, you know, with what we do, try to change the whole system, you know, in, in this town. That's not weird. That's not at all. That's back. I really do do some as stuff. The core of it were four of you who had known each other for a long time. How was it that at that point in time you were able to find so many like-minded people who are interested in a, a similar aesthetic? Small town, and you know, when you, I mean, if you don't play football, you know, that sort of thing. So, I mean, well, hold on. Um, Robert and Jeff's fathers worked at that, at the Louisiana Tech, and so you get to go to school, um, until up yet in the college if you're in kindergarten up to whenever I met Jeff, sixth grade, you know, they switched over to, to, Full full school that's not a, the tech you know, Louisiana Tech University, so they've known each other since they were four. I mean, Robert and Jeff. Obviously, you had known Bill for a long time, but what's sort of interesting to me is when you come out to Athens, putting these bands together at a time when, as you said, grunge was very much the 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 thing in pop culture. Was it difficult to find other people who were interested in doing 
roughly the same thing you were doing? Not really. I mean, it was, we just, we were all build, you know, we're into the same sort of thing. Like, let's, let's do our vision and push it forward. You know, we're just, you know, that's, that's what I always thought, you know, and then Bill as well. And we like the Beatles, the top of most of the pop remotes, you know, let's, you know, try, really try to do it. If you really try, it's going to work. It can be. I think it did work. <laughs> the four of you, and again, obviously you and Bill played together for a really long time. Jeff played with you early on. He can really play. But they, both, they both can actually play instruments. You know, what, what key is this and that kind of shit? <laughs> like, you know, really, Real you know, music stuff. They, I mean, they can, like, yeah. Let's, they did cover bands and shit. Yeah. So, yeah. And so, they're like real musicians. But, you know, I was more... I didn't think about this movie, like an Eno kind of thing. Brian Eno, sorry. Dabbler. But music, Roxy Music was a band. Brian Eno was okay. I'm with you. Cool. Uh, more of like how to, how to approach something. You know, I thought of maybe more painterly or something. You know, so that's, that was kind of lame sounding. Still. What does it mean to think about music in a painterly way? That's a good point. Um, well, I, I I used to. I mean, I used to do this when I was telling. I was in my room was totally minimal and stuff, and uh, <laughs> I, I did. I tried to do like at least you know. I had gotten them. I had gotten enough money from different things and able to kind of set. You know, I had, I had compressors. I had these things that I really hadn't. I just was learning. And it was easy. It was easy and fun. I really kept you know kept a. Equipment up, and I said, "Man, I'm gonna try to record three or four songs today." I did. Uh, How does being a painter impact the music that you make? It used to be like super minimal, and I'm still into minimal music. And I mean, so is Bill. He introduced me to John Cage and everything. These kinds of things. <clears throat> you know, I bought an organ as well. I mean, a big, a big one that not worthless, or I think it is. I take a couple pieces of tape. Public band, yeah, 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 and just put it out in the room really loud, you know, and, and start. So I'm imagining that's like green fuzz or something, green forest, you know, that kind of thing. That, and then, you know, yeah, you know, that's like little pink, pink spots of like that splash, they're deep greens, you know, something. That's how, that's how it somehow reacts to me, like. <clears throat> I'm looking at things, just looking around. Things are catching, catching my eye. I'm, you know, a canvas. So it's like a large blue, and it's kind of fading into a different hue, you know. And it's about the hottest pink splash. So I'm making an example. Story. Do you have synesthesia? I kind of do. I think I do. I mean, I mean, I've never. You know, I guess maybe not. To hear you describe sounds as different colors, I mean, you know, it, it, it obviously it's somewhat metaphorical, but. There are a lot of people who have that. Yeah, that's, I don't have that. You don't have that? No. I mean, uh, I like to think about things as that. I mean, not, you know, somehow it got to this, but Derek was editing, and he's on the records too, with uh, Circular Joyce's Mosaics. With the mosaics. And there's a song on there. But <clears throat> we eventually, he, he, he called me one day, he was like, he goes, what's, how, what's a nano man? Nano man? Never heard of it. What are you talking about? Nano man. He goes, Nano man. I was like, like yeah, say it that way so you like, I should know. 
oh yeah, man, oh man. Then he played for me. He's like, no one else can. Playing, laying down planes of color is a way of life. I was like, oh, I remember this one. You know, I just did it in 20 minutes because I had, I had the equipment, you know, a decent mic and sort of drum set kind of thing, you know. Yeah, and forgot about it. I mean, it's just, I, wanted, I like to do that kind of shit. <laughs> He's like, Nano Man, I don't know what you're talking about. And he played, oh, I love this one. <laughs> like it's somebody else's song. You know? I was like, oh, yeah, no one else can. So I think we could. I call it, <laughs> something about planes, P-L-A-I-N-S. That you were so productive at that point that you were just making pieces of music and effectively forgetting about them? Kind of, yeah. You know, logging them. How about that? You know, I, I, I mean, I wasn't trying to. I just enjoyed it, but I, but I could keep, I could keep the ideas up there. I'd forgotten about that one though, not not because I didn't like it when I heard it. I was like, oh, I love this one, as if it was someone, as if it was someone, as if it was someone else's song. So. And I think a lot of people are like this that an important part of whether it's writing or making music or making any other anything else creative that that they require a good editor, and that sounds like the case for you, where you can kind of mess around and make a lot of interesting stuff and somebody needs to kind of curate it and pull it together. Always. Yeah, it's nice. In fact, yeah. Robert Schneider. Bill. I mean, I remember uh, Black Foldage, the song. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I had the weird... Anyway, something near the end. And I, and I remember writing it at my mom's house just in the, you know, years before. Just, you know, some of the lyrics and it was like, I, uh, but I just, just, man, don't, just stop, maybe stop at that last song. And he's like, I don't, I can't remember the lyrics right now, at the very end. But, but you know, he was like, hey, don't, don't, don't do that. Like, oh, yeah, you're right. That'd be so much better. You know, he's, he could offer something like that. Like, well, it's, it's good as it is. When you and Bill were uh, making music together, how collaborative of a process was it? I was very, I mean, he looked to me, for the concepts of stuff and in lyrics, not directly necessary that I would say, here's black, here's some lyrics for black, a black foliage type song or, you know, but I would talk about, <clears throat> about it stuff. He would like that. And for the, it's just, I'm sorry, again, I'm getting a little, I mean, again, a build, obviously, but uh, he, I just, we had, you know, falling out for a while and then we got back together and, all that i'm so glad we did that um but uh he was like do you mind if i still use your lyrics and concepts for fuck no i don't you know and i was like are you kidding come on so that made made me happy laughing about that the two of you had known each other for a long time was the was the falling out was it over creative differences yes yeah yes i guess so um i couldn't i was always looked i always Look, was looked to and looked at sort of the concept thing and the, how to how to edit them together and maybe do a package for it, you know. And I just some some of the stuff that he was coming up with, I'm not I'm not trying to be an ass, but just I couldn't fit them in, you know. Uh, but I've heard them now, and, and his songs, those are great songs. So it was something else, I guess. I think that's really common when a band operates like that when it's when there's like 
two people. I mean, obviously, you know, other other people are writing songs for the band as well, but that it's hard to do that. That it's hard to have two people, you know, with kind of distinct writing techniques away from each other and try to have that come together in a cohesive way. Yeah, I mean, because especially if, you know, if you think about it as that he was kind of looking for me, but what, like, what are you into? How, what are we supposed, you know, not supposed to be doing, but <clears throat> and I just, I just couldn't, I just couldn't reach him as a person. I think a lot of it too, and, and you can probably really appreciate this now. A lot of it is when you're younger, it's hard to have humility and it's hard to, you know, to compromise. Yeah. Because I mean, It'd be youthful, maybe you're like, oh, I'm going to get out there and do it, you know, and you know, and, and you you do and did, and what we did, we did, and but yeah, you're more, yeah, it's youthful, it's exuberance, you know, I think so, yeah, yeah, I mean, I think you're right. What brought the two of you back together? Oh, I know, I can tell you what it is, uh, this this guy <laughs> asked us to do an all tomorrow's party, it's a little bit trimming control, and I think 99, maybe. In 2000 or something, but this guy, somebody Gallo. Oh, Vincent. Yeah, Vincent Gallo. Vincent Gallo. Yeah, I've never, I've never heard of the guy. He's an interesting guy. He's, he's a, he's a, a filmmaker cool. with some very interesting politics. Let's just say. Okay, and so you know, he, I mean, I guess he was given choices. And I was like, yes, we'll come. You know, that's it was so cool. And so that's what that's the brought together. Thank you, Vincent Gallo. You know, it's really cool. I mean, so. Yeah, we got to travel. I think it was the year. Yeah. So that was exciting. And I was like, we're going to bring, you know, Scott, Julian. You know, he's like, no, we can do it. We don't need to. Yeah, we do. Bill, huh? oh, man, come on. We need to, you know, full thing. Yeah, okay. He, I think, you know, I was thinking, hey, we're great. We don't need all that. I was like, he'd be, help be, be part of the thing that we loved, you know, or I loved, you know, have Julian banging on. You know, is like a saw. But sometimes it's just kind of, you know, it's That's a big part of what made what you were doing and what a lot of Elephant Six was doing so special was that it was both spontaneity, but it was also this sort of community and this, this sense that like anybody could kind of come in and out at any time and really contribute. Yeah, it's true. But that, that's what, you know, when you were saying about earlier about. And I said that I didn't know where Scott would do. No, I don't. He learned to play horn there. Jeff remembered that when he was putting together NMH, <laughs> Neutral Milk Hotel. I'm sorry. I just, no, I, I thought, I'm, you wouldn't get the joke. <laughs> you know, the other time I'm reading so this thing, Royal Trucks, Neil Michael Haggerty, the NMH. And I was like, why are they? I'm confused about why. <laughs> Mentioning uh, Neutral Milk Hotel, Neil Michael Haggerty. <laughs> That was confusing. <laughs> I always thought of Olivia Tremor Control as being over the counter. Yeah, I mean, people have said that too. Yeah, that's great. Uh, I like now it was. If Vincent Gallo or anybody else had approached you a few years before, do you think you would have been at a place where yeah, the band would have come together? Yeah, I would have done it. I was, we were both waiting. To, we couldn't wait. Yeah, but uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's the differences of things. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I mean, I don't know how old you are now, but I, mean, we were, I was turning 30. That's just, Bill's like four years older than I am, so. 
put that together. I think it's a funny thing about life is like sometimes you want to do something and somebody else that you know wants to do something with you, but you still need that outside party to tell you to get back together. Yeah, that's great. Exactly. Good call. Thank you. Yeah. I know that, that the two of you made made some music again. I, how quickly from that initial reunion did you actually start recording again? Really quickly, actually. I, think, uh, I was drinking. I was drinking Albertine. I was drinking a lot. Uh, hard, like hard, hard liquor. You know, two bottles of vodka. And, they were, and he was like, you, I mean, you, know, get the you know what? That kind of thing. If you come to my house, we could come to my house every Sunday and do Olivia stuff. You know, make up songs, scene records it. So we did that for years. I'm not sure how many, whatever, but um, that was beautiful. I love that. I know that myself and a lot of people who are are fans of what you do were excited at the prospect of reunion, not just to see you live, but the idea that you'd be recording again. But it seems like I know you put out a song, but that was kind of, that was about it, right? Yeah. I mean, that pretty much was already done. It's going to be on Dusky Cubes Castle, actually. It wasn't finished enough. Moved it on. Well, you just put it aside. I mean, music from the unrealized film script. That's confused, guys. No, this is the thing. It's really it's a fake pretension. You'll know. Be like, you know, we're always going to say the entire time. <laughs> music. Yeah, I will never call it just dust. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's just stupid. I mean, by the way, this is the other. One. We're the Olivia Trimmer Control. <laughs> I apologize for that. No, no. <laughs> You turn the CD over on this side. It says Olivia Trimble. There's no V. <laughs> I was like, hilarious. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so you say, look, it's a law. No, it doesn't say that on their own. Uh, whatever. The last time that you spoke, and I, and I think it again, as I said at the top, you've been maybe the most requested return guest I've had with the show. And I think the thing that everybody is really curious about is if if there will ever be any more. Olivia Tremor control music in the world. I, I certainly hope so. I certainly hope so. Yes, uh, we have three quarters of we have three quarters of a double album. You know, it's you know different ways. And Robert, Robert's wife, uh, Amy, said he always has to be involved. That's fine. So, well, he's my he's my mentor anyway. Same with Dust Music for me. Dust Cures has to be involved. You know, to make sure that I mean, even if even if he doesn't record it. It's just to make sure that it sounds something Bill would not have like, you know, but no, we have, we have, we have a double, we have more, we have more than double album already in the, in the can, you know, that we don't, we don't have sequenced or anything, but I, you could probably tell from our records. I mean, on my, on my end, you know, I would bring in things like bits in between songs and stuff, you know, those, those bit, that you know that all means a lot to me and everybody really. Something I mean, I, I remember like three three years earlier. I remember creating some things like you know, you know, and it, it it could fit in with this. But then Robert listened to it was like he just heard an EP, and we were like, so we did record a few songs that that didn't work out. So yeah, so but it was cool. I mean, followed the Amy thing. This is so terrible. <laughs> So we have, we have, I need to just say to Robert, like, I mean, just a couple, a couple, like, last time I saw Bill, I mean, I mean, I could sing, I'm, I'm not going to sing, my, my part on it, you know, and so I'm so excited, and I can't, I can't wait to do it, you know, <laughs> so, you know like, it's a, like an often one of his, it's kind of like, 
not 50s rock, but yeah, early rock and roll style. But then it goes into this, this middle section. He's like, we come up with something here to have, like you're singing. Like I'm saying, you just come in with something. You know, so yeah. And I have this, this, I'd been throwing this striping in the orchestra. Sing the phrase I liked, and uh, I've been writing it. Sent Derek was like, "I love that. That's cool." So when it got tamed, come to do that, I was at his house. Bills, you know. That's again. That's again. And so, but but off of his because his in the middle was like, ah. but I was like, I'll do my I'll do my slow. Striping the orchestra. It's on, you'll hear it someday. It's been nine or 10 years. I, and, and I think the last time we spoke, I, I, you were talking a little bit about the album and it sounded like it was, it was on its way. Is it just a matter of getting all the right people in the same room or? Yes, actually it is. Let me think about it for a second. Some of the things I brought in, you know, were that we did the 96, but I remember saving some tracks for one day when we did a record, you know, so we could have, but I, so I remember I did that thing when I lived in Denver. Autumn is here, I can smell the leaves. Oh, I can smell the leaves, you know, and that's, I was like, so Bill and I were like wanting to put, because we're culture and rock music, whatever it was at the time, more grungy, and we wanted that to be ushering this new, not psychedelic, but it's a new feeling, you know. Yeah, psychedelic, I think it's, that's a fair like assessment. Yeah, psychedelia. Uh, yeah, I like Ritz. That, I mean, that kind of thing. That was one of them. The other thing was with that, because we, well, we, well, everybody in those six different uh, studios over the years, you know, and just not had a great time. There's always some, somebody that is like, they, you're young and they they know how to do it. It's like, maybe, maybe not. Just, it doesn't sound good to us, you know. And then, you know, a couple of years later, yeah, he doesn't, doesn't understand anything. And so I bought, I, I asked for the four track cassette, you know, for my mom and sister, they help me. Yes, they did buy me. So that was awesome. That changed my life, obviously. You know, I don't need to go to a studio place, you know, where they, yeah, where they have the losing bill. It's, I, I assume it was effectively the end of, the band since you know again in the past 10 or so years what has your relationship with the bands and with the music been it's good still honestly uh, that you know at first i have that said bill with the mountains you know and i just you know and i kept saying that and i had a dream i had a dream one night really in a dream I, there was you know, some, that was this cake you're not a cake it's just a, anyway. I had part, and he comes kind of over part of a mountain or something, and he and he and it just something that didn't. It made a lot more sense to me now. He always had a show shirt when they, we played shows. He would this nice shirt, you know. And he came over the, with that show. I was like, Bill, he's like, hey man, what's that? What you been up to? You know, like, it's. I mean, it was so cool. He was there. I mean, it was beautiful. You know, it was really beautiful. Like, how you been? We hugged. It was nice. You been making music? Yeah, I mean. Let's see, let's hook up and sometime make music, or you know. And then he wandered off to the other part of the mountain. I mean, he was like, Good seeing you, bud. You know, <laughs> it was great, so it was fantastic because I had some many dreams before, but I could tell it, was, it wasn't that, you know. 
the one, there's one that he said, you guys, you guys should have a kid. No, <laughs> That's, uh, no, you know, that specific dream, you came away from it feeling like he was at peace and like you were at peace. That was real. I mean, somehow, you know, I thought for sure that was real. He touched me. But I mean, if you're going to give this advice on one injury, I think that was real. I mean, he was like, hey, I'm doing fine here, wherever I'm in the universe, you know? I was like, you got your show shirt on. Because I didn't ever quite understand. Uh, I mean, I mean, I did not understand, but it just, it made, it made me happy. I was like, hey, he's got his show shirt on. So I think, like, it's sweet. It's bittersweet, too. He was always very well dressed every time I saw him on stage. A dandy. Uh, he, he didn't say that. I'm not calling him a dandy. He didn't ever say that. But, uh, uh, the king's dandy. I don't, I don't know, and and you can correct me if this is this isn't right. But kind of looking at it from the outside, I would think that some of the the difficulty in ever producing that music or that music ever coming out is like feeling like you really want to do his legacy and honor that you need to get it exactly right. Yes, that'd be great. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think we owe it to him. Yeah, well, maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> okay, I'm always switched to this. Velvet Underground, VU. Do you, do you know that album? Yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah they, I mean, they fucking forgot about it, <laughs> but they went back whatever years later to uh, get one of the other albums out to remaster it or something. They forgot about that one, which may be one of their it's maybe their best album. Honestly, I don't need to judge it that far. But it's got foggy notion. It's got Stephanie says the ocean. You know. It was just John Cale. That was the only you know, thing because it's like you know they didn't get along eventually. Right? Yeah, he was real. He was just on those first two records. Yeah, I mean that's just. But they, I was watching something about it. So I mean, last night. I mean, um, so they did John Cale. So he goes in, and he was gone in six months. You know, and I was like, so they must have recorded you in there. You know the tracks for that. Okay, cool. Get the new guy. Do three. So. I'm saying that got put in the can and I came back years later. They forgot. Oh God, we recorded foggy notion. And you know, Stephanie says, and all these, yeah, yeah. I can't, you know, you did not. Yeah. I can't stand it more and more. Yeah. Yeah. And Stephanie says is obviously something he came back to on Berlin. Okay, I didn't. I don't know Berlin, but there's a song on Berlin called "Caroline Says Part Two, and it's basically a rewrite. Yeah, but it's a rewrite of Stephanie Says. Okay, I mean, I think what he was doing there with that rewrite, and and I think maybe what you're getting at is there is I, I think about this a lot too with my own work, and that you know, in like a very small way, if I'm writing something and I leave it for a bit and come back to it, I have an entirely different relationship with it, and that's kind of exciting, right? You can re-embrace it in a way that you might not have when you were in the middle of it. Yeah, yes, and that's your brain is kind of like remembers you how it, exactly what you want to do. If not, you can embrace it and enjoy that. You know, that's that was my thing about somehow about the painting references and stuff. You know, like a, a, you know, a field of you know, blue fading. You know, a little bit pink dots or whatever. I'm saying it's like <laughs> now you can look at it, come back to you know differently because. It's been time. Yeah. To kind of bring us back around to where we started, I mean, 
date, you know, over the past couple of years during all this, what has your relationship to music been, you know, both in terms of, obviously we talked about the Olivia Tremor Control stuff, but, you know, whether it's circulatory system or, or under another name, I mean, are you, are you writing and recording new music? Yeah, I am. Yes. Not, not, not that, not as, not as bad, not as much as I was, you know, during, I don't know when, but I had a 16, 16 track digital machine. Um, <clears throat> the, the band had a, a final payout kind of thing. So, hey, get 16 track. It, so the only one that had, that had a pitch control you could change was Roland, I think, or so. Everybody else bought the same one besides. Not the, not the one I bought. Super expensive. Yeah. That's, that's how I made circulatory system. You know, a lot of it. I sincerely, and I know I'm not alone on this, I sincerely hope that we'll, you know, be hearing some new stuff from you in the not too distant future. Yeah. I mean, do you, do you know Nisi Gallant? Oh, yeah. He's, well, he's in the, he's in, our, he's in the band now. He's, uh, he got me incredible about uh, that. He's been a fan for a long time. And he understands the, well, the same way, the same way Derek did, like, He's been around it for so long, you know. He can say, "Do you remember the song, you know, Nano Man?" Like what? You know, same kind of deal. Same kind of deal. We're friends, and I'm a real person, you know. Like not a dick. I, don't, I mean, not a dick, but anyway, it's like. So I, I I enjoy that kind of thing where it's not too. I'm straight up, man. <laughs> Sorry. There's no pressure. So so in fact we. Are, we we he he went through a bunch of my tapes in the last. I, I invited him. He was here for like a couple of weeks, and it's great. Um, oh, and he also he also did signal warning, the editing, and sequencing for that, as well as Charlie Johnston. Because I said, "Would you help me make a, a sing, one out, a single album, forty five minute album?" I've never done that. Everything's been doubled. I love that. I love that they're trouble. Yeah. Single morning is is a single, you know, album. Yeah, I mean, it works. I love it. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that. I love his editing. So that's I like his editing. So I invited him again. Last time we spoke, and and I was over at, at your place. The the sheer numbers of cassettes sitting around with music on them is overwhelming. Yeah. Hey. Like like things that I've written on. Yeah, I know. I mean, just at, at your place, like th- there are tapes and tapes and tapes of stuff that you've recorded. Yeah, okay, yeah, not the Who or something. Yeah, that's <laughs> just yeah, duh, that's <laughs> no. I mean, I'm sure that there's also some <laughs> Who records in there too, but specifically your your <laughs> music. Why? Well, you're just silly man. Well, <laughs> so many bootlegs of the Who and <laughs> Rolling Stones. Yeah, I'm just, I'm sorry you got to see the bootlegs. <laughs> Sorry, it was dumb. Again, it seems to me from the outside that there's a lot of music that you've put on tape that's just kind of waiting for somebody to come along and, you know, make its final form. Nisi's kind of the man on this one. Uh, I was like, I'm very excited. I mean, he, it's going to be a single album. And it's going to be called Chapter Chirp, I think. It's chapter Chirp? Or Chapter Chirp. Yeah. I mean, chapter Chirp. Chapter Chirp. Peeping through the notary. Customs very Chapter Chirp. The tour guide hides his cantaloupe like a good little haiku. <laughs> that was a lyrics. <laughs> was there ever a name for a, a third Olivia Tremor Control record? Yeah, the same place. That's what it would be called. Everyone yeah. likes that because it's so not music. The same place. 
And they were like, oh, God, that's great. It's like simple, you know, because everybody wants to keep, you know, keep switching, you know. It's about coming back to where you were, a, a homecoming. But, I mean, yeah, <clears throat> well, no, because, I mean. No? Well, no, you know, darkness at the Cuban castle, you know. I don't, I don't want to, that would be, go back, go back to the same place to me. The same place in that, in that you know, it's, it's coming back together to have, to have this music project again. Oh, yeah, I see. But we did spend years before he was gone, you know, at his house making. We recorded tons of songs. They're and all of them are really great. <laughs> I mean, I think they're good. I bet they are, and I'd, I'd like to hear yeah, them someday. I play for other friends, like, you know, like, yeah, it does sound like it, but something's not quite there. And I was like, well, I haven't done backing vocals on Bill's song yet. Look, this is switch a little bit. This is great, because Bill did all his vocals. I mean, you know. Lead vocals, at least. I mean, if I was gone, I haven't, you know, as you say, it probably alternates. You know? He had finished, and, and you haven't quite finished yet. Yeah, well, I mean, no, I mean, like, I mean, yeah, those are the things that I may not tackle at the same time, you know. He's tackled it, you know. He, he does, he does, we're also the lead vocal, and the back you know, but I've, we played a lot of these songs in the past, you know, so I was like, and my, I was, you know, striping the orchestra, you know, and then it goes back in, that's all. His stuff is actually on cassette, I mean, on the digital, you know, I have, but the last practice we did, I, I did we record it, practice, but, but that was the song we were working on. In his vocals, it's on the computer, so this shit can come out, you know. I'd like to, <laughs> you know, a lot. I would really love that. Yeah, somebody, somebody else, like in the band or whatever. Like, we just need to. And we, we need to. We need to just say that, say Amy and, and to you know, look. We kind of we have imagined this being a whole thing. Let's just get it up to that point and then play for Robert and see if he likes something. Ask him to do ask him to fix it you know, Add some stuff. I think it'll be great. You know, the same place. <laughs> It's gonna blow your blow your mind. <laughs> Music with the underground school screw dusty This was called the same place. <laughs> I, know, I thought it was funny. That's the song's good too. The way I was saying stuff earlier about you know, the next album or project is in your case, you know, you, I don't wanna write the same book again for you know, maybe. This was huge. <laughs> so uh, that's you know I, Pete's very special, but I gotta say, Eric Harris. I was thinking about that. But I was listening to something the other day. He he, he gave us. I was looking for. I don't know, you've seen this before. We have, we have an old song called Umbrella. If you've ever seen this part. Well, I remember the last time we got off of the last tour. I think about it. It's like I remember really. I forgot that Pete was there until I heard it recently. Days ago, because we were looking. I think Kelly. I can't remember why. But we might want to put, I don't know, what, anyway. But we needed a song. And I remembered, hey, so I texted there. I mean, uh, Eric said, you were, yeah, I'll try to look it up. And I did. I mean, he did. It's great. And then I put the piece on it, too, so I forgot to grab that part of it. I mean, but I remember, I mean, we recorded That's the way uh, Eric records for track cassette, you know? Uh, I mean, this. The same one he's had forever. <laughs> same way. 
He takes care of yeah. You know, Kelly knocking over head. Do you follow? Oh no, your face <laughs> fell on your head. But it's like, <laughs> like yeah. I mean, he's a, he's a guy that I mean, like, puts I mean, puts his drums up, makes make sure they're not scuffed and all that. But he's also <clears throat> a major player. All of the albums, I just want to make that quite clear because I was saying to somebody else, you know, like I was listening to today or whatever it was, just, it's, it's a retyper. Stillness of a Sunday, life seems like a cathedral. He does a, he's so good at coming up with the right thing many, many times. That's what he does. I mean, yeah, so, anyway. Do you know the singles and beyond? Uh-huh. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna be re-releasing that. Kelly and I own the elephant6.com. So I think we're gonna reissue that because it's been a long time. And I, I I've never even heard it on you know, vinyl. I mean I have a copy. I had a CD, so I listened to that. But there's a lot of songs on there and I think it's maybe shit before, you know, you know uh Skips or I don't know, not skips. There's a lot of songs on there, and and I would say that uh, some of your best songs are on there too. Gracias. I'd say that too. Thank you. I mean, just, I mean, just from you know, from being like you know, we were young once, you know. I mean, it's just uh, was it did a Blue Reed said, you know, to Andy World said to him, you know, how many songs did you write today? I'd written zero. I lied and said ten. <laughs> You won't be young forever. I should have, you should have written 15. Yes, it's true. The magic of youth and all that kind of thing. <laughs> 